Welcome to this new episode of Unleashed. In the previous episode, we championed a technology leader and we celebrated his transformation. We reflected with Sudhir and Dilip in the previous episode. It, if the limitation was more around technology leaders or the limitations were those imposed by the environment. Clearly, we concluded that the technology leaders themselves have a great potential. They are not the limitation, but the environment itself demands them to work in a particular way and therefore their complete potential is not fully leveraged. However, we also reflected that the purpose of many organizations, which is to deliver on time, on budget and build that predictability experience with the customers, the backbone of such experience, the backbone of delivering such predictability was largely because of the depth and the talent of these technology leaders. We concluded the session saying that even when such environment is imposing limitations, limitations to work only in certain contexts, the technology leaders can still innovate, can still deliver higher value to the customer. In this episode, we will reflect again with Sudhir and Dilip around those possibilities of delivering higher value, delivering better results to the customer and being sounding boards to the customer, even in environments where there are limitations and restrictions put on the technology leaders. As I reflected this question, how they can innovate within this environment, I referred back to my very important framework, which is a framework around outcomes model. Listen to my discussions with Sudhir around the concept of the outcomes framework and what, if any, depending on what outcomes the companies are committing to, there, if there is any restrictions with the way the technology leaders can innovate. If you remember my framework, I had this framework of what kind of outcomes we own with the customer, where at the lowest end, you can provide resources. The next level, you take orders from the customer, deliver to the orders where predictability is your requirement. And as we go up the value chain, you are committing to goals or you are also suggesting goals to the customer. Now, when you go higher up the value chain, you have to create opportunities with the customer. That means you have to go and tell them what they don't know. And that's how you go to market. Whereas here you're waiting for customer to say, I have a problem. You work on this problem for me. So there are two ends of the spectrum. I think I have seen that people who are working where they have to create opportunities, their technology leaders' ability is fully leveraged because they have to go and think ahead of the customer needs and that's the way the company functions. So you're talking about the environment in which they have. So they're constantly asking, what will you go to market next with? What will make this customer have competitive edge versus here, the environment is more about the measurements or more about are you on time, on budget, which is very important. But I think the discussions and the social gatherings only will talk about this on time, on budget and being predictable. So I think, I think just expanding what you're saying is if the change, what is the culture of discussions? What is the environment of discussions? What are the things you, the environment demands from you is also something very important. I think, and unless the go-to-market changes, this is not likely to change. Is that something good thing to probably reflect on? Yeah, absolutely. I think syntax matters mm. in leadership thinking, right? 
the grammar of that session is important. Mm. Am I in past tense? Am I in the present? Or am I in future tense? Mm. And as a leader, you're expected to be able to straddle all three modes of operation. So to your point, what then do you do as a leader? And mm. what mind frame do you need to get to? Mm. If it doesn't normally, if the conversations are around history, right, we will be discussing history because that is the topic of interest. Yeah. And that topic is important because I want to look into my past and then come to what I'm doing. Often that is a very classic to say, I shipped one million units. I want to ship again a million units. So yeah. I walk into my history, I watch my history, and I can grow in my history and just manage the history. In my present tense, I have forces that I reckon with in my present tense. I guess environments that we are living in are subject to the volatility of the day. And now we are looking at various modes in which we deal with the current tense, which is active. Or if you've been a little more circumspect and reflective that you can bring your history in, you will now respond mm. rather than just react. So that is a maturation that is critical. Then when you switch the conversation to tomorrow, then I'm combining these two states. I'm also shifting out of that state where mm. I paint a forward situation and I need that ability or I will bring a team that has the ability to be future. Futurist is one way of looking at it. Future proofing is another way of looking at it. And building into a future is also another way of looking at it. So the ability to say that, mm. articulate it, state it, translate that into policy, process, people coming through, then the leader is looking at three dimensions at the same time. Mm. And to your point, environment does play its role, whether it's inculcating the mm. ability of anybody, not just the leader, because the leader is only as good as their followers. Right? It's your followership that actually determines whether you're a leader or not. And so therefore, this context needs to be in the followership. If you build your followership with these dimensions and with these personas that actually deliver to these various states, now because each personality also needs that ability to deliver to these states. After a team is what a leader puts together. Yeah, It's not just one's own self that we need to be worried about. We need to also see what we get done. Yeah, And in that context, now when you bring it to the external party, so to speak, whom you're now contracting this team's effort yeah. to a customer, now you wear your hat of being consultative for the future, operative or reporting for today, and be reflective on what happened yesterday. So now when I move this conversation to the customer, the idea of I can watch cost because that's like a historic picture. I can also look at value, which is something that's evolving. And I can do value minus mm. from cost plus to value minus in an accounting or CFO's term mm. or a managerial term would be essentially this drift that you're asking for. Mm. And what are the sort of compelling factors for it? I think it's a lot to do with environment. The environment you generate. Very interestingly, the, the leader who transformed built this cohort of team around him. Mm. We start challenging the status quo. We started looking at things from the new lens. 
not just executing, but they were having this drawback and saying, what are we doing? What are we learning from each of these things? How do we take it to the next level? And I think that part of his transformation journey, which is I'm something very proud of what he's made the change, called his whole team to be working with him. And like then he started creating those leaders below him who can actually start challenging the status quo, bring more ideas because it's then I think it becomes much more like it's that multiplying effect was phenomenal. I was sharing with Sudhir the progress the leader I worked with made. The progress not only in terms of you know changing the approach to adding value to the customer, but also the progress in terms of proactively managing internal demands and requirements. Like Sudhir had mentioned, the change was not possible for my leader as well without the support of his team. There was a great change in the team. There was a great change in the way the team rallied around him, brought new energy and perspectives. I'm going to play an excerpt from the book which highlights this transformation. In this excerpt, you would listen to interactions between the leader I coached and his team deliberating on how they can bring new value to the customer, deliver better solution to the customer, as well as proactively manage internal demands of higher margins. Rakesh reflected on Ram's words. You have no choice but to make it work. His natural reaction to any new challenge was to protest, resist or avoid. Every new challenge caused deep unrest, fueled uncomfortable emotions. Ram showed a new way of looking at these situations. Rakesh was surprised by his own enthusiasm for addressing the problem and realized he didn't experience any of his usual fears and restlessness. The inbound proposal needed a different approach. They were consumer durable company requiring a new dealer management system implemented across different geographies. The project focus was to improve distribution visibility with real-time data, centralized control over distribution and effective inventory management. Jeet and his team had pushed back on the initial estimates saying they were way above the customer's budget. Margins were already lower than accepted level and then there was the huge risk of additional scope demands and delays at the customer's end. Gupta recommended Rambia lead the efforts to build the proposal. She was known for her out-of-box solutions, building excellent relationships that made everyone feel part of the solution. She also had strong project management capabilities. Rambia created a cross-functional team of Swati from package implementation, Farooq from testing, Sudhir from maintenance, and Ravi from infrastructure group. They explored several options, a template-based rollout, bundling testing as a part of implementation, and taking a lifecycle management approach. We have limited opportunities for reducing our efforts based on the current assumption of customized deployment for each dealer, said Rambia, initiating the meeting. However, if we take a template-driven, centralized approach, we can reduce the efforts substantially. Interesting, said Rakesh. How many variations in dealer types should we consider? Essentially, there are three models based on the scope, size, and financial engagement Inban has with the dealer. 
since we are rolling out to six countries, we'll end up with 18 templates to configure and deploy. That's still too many templates, said Rakesh. By how much does this approach reduce our efforts? Nearly 40% of our original estimates, Ramya stepped in. Wow, that's a lot of reduction, said Rakesh. Well below the limits Jeet specified. Are you really sure? Yes, Rakesh, Ramya nodded. We have been over it few times. I got Atul and Gupta to go over it before this meeting. Interesting, said Rakesh. So there is still room for us to do more within Jeet's budget. He turned to Swati. Based on your understanding, can we offer better leverage of functionality to the customer? Yes, of course, Rakesh, Swati responded. Based on their specifications, they are under-leveraging the features, particularly in inventory management. If they leverage these features, they have huge potential to reduce stockouts. Maybe the data quality isn't good enough for them to leverage these features currently. Excellent work, Rakesh congratulated the team. We could explore adding these additional features and still remain within the budget. That's entirely possible, said Ramya. We were thinking of bundling testing within the savings, which we believe will reduce the overall maintenance cost. We feel we should propose a life cycle approach rather than a pure implementation and rollout. We can also bundle maintenance and infrastructure management and bring down the overall life cycle cost while increasing the project's effectiveness. Wonderful, Rakesh clapped. I love the way you come up with comprehensive solutions. Let me go through the details. I want to think about the best way to take it forward. I'll also sound off Jeet and take his views. Rakesh was very excited. He was experiencing renewed passion for solving customers' problems. He had rediscovered his passion for technology. For the first time, he wasn't seeking approval, but focusing on providing the right solution. He was so engrossed in the team's approach and working on improving the solution that it took Anita's call for him to realize it was past 10 p.m. Clearly from the except you can see the enthusiasm among the team to continuously look at new value they can add to the customer. You can also see their approach in managing internal demands of higher margin, internal demands of lesser efforts, internal demands of being more productive. And the entire thing was not being a reactive way, but they all become very, very proactive in managing the internal demands as well. Then I reflected with Dili, what does it take for a technology leader to be more innovative? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if I may want to talk about um, the success of technology leaders quite highly depends on how much of customer interaction people have. Mm. I think for their success, many a times, you know, the success can be measured in different ways. Now, people measure success in terms of, you know, what position I'm in and what I'm doing versus, you know, how much of impact being created through my role. Exactly. Right. I think for impact creation for technology leaders, it always comes in the form of, you know, how much of customer connect points you are able to create and customer impact points you are able to create through your presence and through your actions. 
we we created couple of uh, examples of uh, two customer uh, uh, collaborations looking at couple of customer problems and how these customer problems can be solved mm-hmm. and getting those doctors to come and talk about their problems and these eyes of people opened so wide mm-hmm. that wow i never knew Mm. that this is possible <laughs> then also the messaging unless people are connected with a purpose and if you put the purpose of the organization as uh, our purpose is to make profit by delivering your goals of executing on time on cost on quality people will only focus on that right but if you put a purpose as we pioneer breakthroughs for healthcare industry for everyone everywhere it is a totally different purpose and when they connect with purpose <coughs> i think it changes the game we used to tell people that look when you are writing a code have you ever thought what this code does they will say no i am just trying to transform this into this just okay by that's all he knows uh, yeah this is a technology piece i'm trying to do now try to understand this at a system level now imagine right in front of your computer there is a patient sleeping and this code is going to help a scanning machine to scan him to find out if there is any cancerous cells in his body mm. now imagine how will you write this code if there is a patient sitting sleeping right in front of you mm. what is going to be your mindset are you writing a healthcare formula or are you writing a software code you are writing a healthcare formula absolutely then your purpose changes the moment purpose changes they want to be more curious mm. uh, and they want to understand more then you know setting up uh, connects for them with the hospitals uh, seeing a surgery happening or uh, connecting with uh, radiologists who are scanning a patient and then understanding how they look at it how they scan it how they understand uh, what is wrong it changes the whole context and suddenly the curiosity goes up the purpose is changed purpose is changed it's not rest at making some unit testing of some code yeah. it is a purpose that is actually end applied that's a brilliant uh, story but one one of the things i i see like for example i think this ability to fail has been tightly tightened up because it's very lightly run i'm going shifting to services companies mm-hmm. if i look at indian it services companies mm-hmm. we talk about we are working on all cutting edge technologies but our price demand in the market has not changed most of the indian it companies if i following it are around 45 to 55000 dollars per person per annum for last 15 years correct so that means every and these are tightly run on time on budget uh, predictability very 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 high yeah done so you you can't miss that numbers you can't miss the margins you can't miss the it's a very that run because it's very finance run company headroom to experiment and change headroom to go back and challenge the customer saying like i was talking is very limited and therefore people are this become more of a factory right and the leaders managing that is a factory like saying how many shipments are going out today are they going on time so that the curiosity of what they are working is gone not there the change you are talked about in a product development environment yeah. where 
you're transforming, there's a structural changes you have brought, you know, your, your leadership has changed some things. How do you think these companies can now benefit? Because they also should command more. We should change because some of these troops are now, if I take those troops into your organization, they come from a process background. Will they be able to scale up to work on the way you are demanding? They're all used to just working and finishing their job for the day and walk away without yeah. really curious about it. And the people leading them are also running it like troops. Look at thousands of 10,000, 20,000, 2 lakhs some companies are running. Correct, this. correct. How do we bring that kind of a change in those technology leaders? I think, you know, definitely I have seen some of the companies do this. Uh, I remember uh, uh, at that time it was Satyam, now Tech Mahindra. I used to work with the GE. Mm. And I used to be part of uh, GE Consumer Industrial. And for appliances especially. They had picked up, you know, they basically said, you give me the problem, we will solve it. Mm. Uh, they, they went from being uh, giving a problem solution, problem package to, they said, okay, give me entire thing that needs I'll to be done. The entire outcome. Huh? Yeah, I, I will do that. I will invest in innovation. I will invest in lab. I will invest in experiments. Uh, if it doesn't happen, I will take the okay. cost. Right hit, and uh, in fact, they used to really, really, really look at adding more people without really saying that I'm not going to charge you anything for these ten people who will work mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll come back with that. You know, during uh, about four or five years, I observed it very closely when uh, that team was working. They became so good uh, in actually taking those challenges. Uh, some of the you know, the entire product in terms of whether it is cost out or creating a new feature, sometimes it was all completely given to these uh, teams. And they used to also get uh, some customer connects along with, I mean, it was, it was something I felt was a culture that was driven between GE at that time, appliances and um, Tech Mahindra, where they trusted each other. I think in yeah. general, a lot of them are not doing it, but I think there are pockets. So what pockets. it says is that if there is a right institutional support, if Correct. there is a right go-to-market, like in this case, TechMind is talking about owning an outcome Correct. rather than just owning, uh, you know, like uh, I'll deliver on your predictability specs. Yeah. They're owning an outcome. They want to deliver it. They, if there is that, I think we have talent that can make it happen. Today, Absolutely. I think most of the technology leaders are constrained by how the organizations are limiting them. Correct. And, and I, I strongly believe about the talent here. You know, talent is there. You need to challenge them. Challenge them. And I think organizations have to go to Correct. market differently, own better outcomes. Correct. And I think they have to, at least some pocket, maybe IT industry can take small pilots where they can do like this, this tech man right. kind of thing. And then say, I can be successful. So you're throwing people at Different problems are not just managing capacity, not Correct. just running process. If I can summarize the discussions with Dilip, one aspect Dilip talks about access to the customer, the ability to experience how the customer puts the product to use. For any good technology professional, that insight that 
experience of the environment will definitely help him to have a better understanding and therefore he can leverage his technical capabilities to build a more innovative and more superior product and provide a solution which is more effective to his customer the other aspect dilip uh, brought about specifically in the case of the services company is that they go to market the ability to own better outcomes commit to better outcomes would mean that the technology professionals can now take more ownership of the solution they are putting together which means again that they will tap into their capabilities and abilities to bring out more innovative and more effective solutions so both dimensions are very crucial access to customer access to customer environment and understanding of how the product is put to use as well as better go to market a better ownership of outcomes and i think this becomes the backbone for any technology professional to provide more innovative solutions my conversations with sudeep threw up a very different dimension of how new generations are bringing different approaches and how the norm is getting challenged i grew up in an environment where i always looked up to somebody above me to saying oh i want to become like this guy the way he challenges a question the way he looks at a problem that's the way i grew up in my entire journey up as a professional but the middle level heroes today don't who are very technically deep don't have careers in most of the companies unless they manage large number of people an architect cannot become the president of the company or in a very rarely they have such roles to grow up there so these guys drop this capabilities of being technically deep like they start becoming more generalists manager more managing routines looking at things those kind of things and so therefore these middle level heroes to whom we can look up to are becoming lesser and lesser in most of the organization and they, when they become 2 lakhs people 3 lakhs people organizations these middle level heroes are the ones who are going to string, put it together to inspire the next level to start thinking differently and as you said it has to come from a collective team the i think that is a missing area and how do we bring that back into the across the industry something is something i always keeps intriguing me and maybe want to take your thoughts around it i think one of the elements that you need to think about whether the environment incentivizes hmm. a flexible movement of competencies and therefore this notion of the middle which is stuck in not being in the beginning and not being in the end point whether the middle gets caught in the middle and therefore what should the environment do in order to drive the middle to be different and seek more be more so if you if i look at for example i get my inspiration like you said not from somebody who is above me theoretically now at 62 i look at the 30 year olds the Correct. 25 year olds the middle heroes yeah right? what i'm saying is the backgrounds they come from you would normally say they do not have the competency they do not have the capacity they don't understand what's core potentially i'm saying all of this but when i meet an entrepreneur who's significantly younger half my age what comes out is that they rethink ab initio what is capacity is competency and so when a 26 year old comes and says i want to break 
your understanding of uh, norm. And then I'm going to say, so I want, what are you going to do? Are you going to just reform from the norm? Are you going to wait and form before you can reform? And then when do you actually go and do transform? And the one point of time, is it because you're 26, you can't be consultative yeah. and go straight to value minus? And I would reckon that every one of our leaders that we work with, age is not even a relevance. Mm. Neither the notion of where did you come from? What they don't worry about is past. They're allowed, they're allowing themselves to drop their past yeah. and work towards a future, write down a future and work at it. You can fail at it, yeah. but they don't hesitate. The attempt to be the future in the famous saying, be the change you want to see in yourself as well as anywhere outside as well. But being the change is actually a lot to do with the environment. Who allowed you to do that? Right. Yeah. So sometimes the parents don't allow it, yet you break out. Some friends will boo your idea. So you'll say, okay, I'll break out my friends. It doesn't matter who stops you. There are always going to be forces that are going to be allowing you to revert to the norm. They will say that's where you belong. But my sense is none of these classic tags that we use, age, what position are you in, critical to seek that requisite environment. I need a coach, I'll take a coach. I need another friend, I'll take another friend. I'll take another person reporting into me, I will take another boss. And that, I think, allows individuals then to lead their self being your proprietor of yourself. I've always been taught about this idea of a contract. You are the sole proprietor of your life. That's no doubt about it. You contract your life with society at large and then various environments mm -hmm. in order to contribute to them with an evolving competency and an evolving capacity. Therefore, the nature of the contract has the potential to unleash what you contract. I loved what you called it, unleashed. Yeah. So the leash of the contract of being the sole proprietor of your life is yourself. Yeah. So when you open that leash, you then say, I am okay with contracting. Now in mm. that contract, often it is defining scope of work to not fall short. But if you don't push the edge or you don't lose or you don't work towards expanding the nature of the contract or the nature of the scope of work or the scope of deliverable from yourself, and that to your question is, can I do that with clients? And if I'm a sole proprietor, I can do that with a fellow employee, my boss, my junior, or a client. That is limiting in its, theoretically limiting at that point in time. I'm less worried about it. I will contract with an NGO to be of service to you. I don't want any economic interest in it. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. It's that ability to say, I can expand. Mm. I can be flexible. I can contract downwards if I need to, I'm not using the word contract as a noun. Mm. And that, I think, allows individuals then to lead their self being your proprietor of yourself. What a fascinating idea of your sole proprietor of your own life and you're contracting in different dimensions, contracting with the society, contracting with your boss, contracting with your family, and your ability to probably live your full potential is ability to probably push these boundaries and 
to and find the right resources to push these boundaries wherever you require so this is a very phenomenal idea i think for all of us to take back and reflect and saying where are we constrained what resources we need to push our own boundaries and to be at our innovative best uh, we also reflected with sudhir about the role of middle leaders middle level management and his perspective is where more around his heroes being the new wage entrepreneurs new age entrepreneurs coming with uh, no leashes on them with the complete uh, energy to create a future which they imagine i think this is so much so true about the startup world the innovative world we are living in today's world so many new businesses so many new ideas are being created and as he says it's definitely the young generation which are now the new inspiration however in the larger organizations the role of the middle management is very critical the role of the middle management plays the bridging role between the top leadership and the people who execute and these roles are very critical in terms of ensuring that there is a sense of innovation there is a sense of challenge being created at both ends we will reflect about the role of middle management as when we talk about how do you institutionalize innovation how do you in bring in structures where i think while delivering to the core we can still innovate and deliver better value to the customer if we now step back and reflect on this episode we started with this episode reflecting about how technology leaders can still innovate in an environment where core is the main purpose and yet while delivering the core how could they set aside time and still deliver to a better values better innovation for the customers and live in that outside in purpose the context of my discussion with sudhir was around the outcome framework i champion uh, the outcome framework which talks about different levels of outcome one can own historically the lot of the outcomes own been remained at uh, providing resources or delivering to specifications but as the outcomes go ahead delivering to goals set by the customer or goals being set by the service provider the ability of the technology leaders to deliver to those outcomes and have that ability to influence the customer decision has been higher when reflecting with sudhir i think he talks about this change where a leader's role has to be balanced between learning from the past learning what improvements can be done from the past learning the ability to manage the constraints of the present and deliver to the requirements and have that ability to look into the future and bring in innovation but that ability to deliver across these three dimensions and straddle this three dimension also requires strong team to support the leader on all the three dimensions we reflected with sudhir around this about how the leader i had coached build that kind of a team which could help him to bring in a better value and innovation to the customer we then reflected with dilip how access to customer access to the outcomes how the product is put to use can change the perspectives of the technology people technology leaders to actually add value have the change of purpose and deliver to the end use of the product than just the software code dilip talks about an excellent example from services industry where the ability to own a better outcome and better go to markets from the services company meant that they could work proactively and deliver higher value to the customer
we also reflected about the norms being changed by the young generation which is coming with full of ideas and energy which is redefining the future how they are becoming the heroes and they are becoming the role models perhaps the role of need for change of middle level people middle level leadership to ensure that they provide the right bridge between the young technology leaders and the customers in the coming episode we can reflect on how can we build institutions institutional practices from the experiences of dilip from the experiences of another leader we are bringing in sanjay salonki to explore what are the institutional interventions institutional experiences of sustaining this innovation on a consistent and more regular basis